Megan Fun of Sports is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. You must be 21 or older. And welcome to another week of Megan Fun of Sports, getting closer to Halloween, which means closer to my son's Halloween costumes being on the grid. I am Megan Gailey, joined as always by my dear friend Megan Connolly. Hi, Megan. Megan, how are you doing? It is NBA season, officially back. I know both you and I, we love the NBA. We are basketball, uh, Coach Calipari used to call them basketball bennies. I'd say we are basketball bernices, maybe? Yeah, because we're, old, we're older. <laughs> we're a little older. Well, I was well, I'm older because we're now. ladies. <laughs> I'm definitely but, um, a basketball yeah. bernice. Yeah, we are basketball bernices. Obviously, we love football just as well. We'll stick to some NFL, but we're gonna we're excited about the NBA back. We are excited here at Megan Fun of Sports that basketball is back, right? Yes, um, so excited that I joined an NBA fantasy league and have already been being dragged on Twitter for my selections. I will read you my team, and I want everyone to weigh in and. Is it a cry for help? Maybe. Uh, In one of the posts, the FBI was tagged. So people are worried about me and the decisions that I've been making. Is this your first time playing NBA Fantasy? Yes. And I was instructed last night that I need to change the lineup every day. Yeah, I was going to say, this is a full-on commitment. This is more of a commitment than marriage. Um, Why did they ask a new mother? I don't have time for this. So it's like... That, I, and I think that factored into the chaos of my team. Anyways. Well, I will co-GM your team with you if you want. We can, like, have this whole I, thing okay. together. I mean, I don't have any kids. I'm on an airplane a lot, but I, I got no kids to worry about, so I could I could do this for you. I'm taking that you up on that offer, and then I want you to decide if you'd real, still like to be co-GM after you hear who I've put together. Um, We're diving right in here today. I'm making fun of sports. Let's hear it. Okay. So I had the very first pick in the draft. Which is great. Um, You know, I did some mock drafts. I looked at some things. My heart and soul is with my king, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I love him. Mm -hmm. Listen, if I could... If I could have drafted Thanasis, which I know I could have, I would have. Like, that's how much I just love the Antetokounmpo's and their family. Then I drafted Anthony Edwards. Love him. Hoping he will be one of my son's favorites. He's in that young guard with the John Morant cat. I, I think the Timberwolves are really, really fun. So far, so far, I'm all in. I, okay, I great. would love, I'd be honored to be the GM of this team. Now, I'm going to give you some of the highlights before we go real rogue. Um, I also... Also, I have Buddy Heald, who is on the Pacers. I got to go with the hometown team. He's on the Pacers. He may end up on the Lakers, as we've all heard, but he he feels good. Rudy Gobert. I've long loved Rudy, and this, this is a league that factors in defense, and I think of him as one of the best defensive centers, has one defensive player of the year, so happy to have a Frenchman. Julius Randle, I love his son. Jaden Ivey, a Purdue guy who I think is going to be angling for Rookie of the Year. I really do. And now now is when things go a little wild. I did draft um, Kyrie. I did draft him. Okay, and then I said... Now this, wait, for time out. For someone <laughs> like you, Megan Gailey, who does not classify themselves as an empath, yet feels sorry and feels bad for most people at all times, <laughs> except for those people like Kyrie Irving, this is shocking mm-hmm. to me, and this almost goes against everything that you yes, believe in and stand for, it does. that you drafted Kyrie Irving. It does, and, and in my defense, I was cooking dinner at the same time, so I was on my laptop, I was cooking dinner, I was also... somehow needed to be in charge of telling my husband when he was drafting. So I had a lot of things going on and Kyrie kept falling and falling and falling. And I go, you know what? I'm a mother and I, and I like Kyrie. And, and my husband owns a lot of his shoes that I go, my family has already invested in him financially. Why not double down? As a co-GM or honorary co-GM of your team, I'm not sure which position I am classified as yet. I like this pick because I am a business-minded gal and I think that Kyrie could help this team. Okay. All right. Let's see if you like this next pick. I drafted, you know I love him. I'll never turn against him. My love is unconditional. Russell Westbrook. 
Okay, this one is tough. Um, after last night, he scored uh, nineteen. Feeling... He scored nineteen. But the comments that were made, and just seeing the team, and seeing the body language, and especially hearing our goat, the person that we all want to have dinner with, mm-hmm. dead or alive, Charles Barkley, yes. speak about Russell Westbrook and his body language, saying that he's. He's lost the Russell He's got to get out of there. Ness. Yeah. He's got to leave LA. But they basically have blamed blamed everything yep. on him and then Frank Vogel last year. They fired. So Russ is the scapegoat I know. in LA. And I know you love him. I love him too. I just don't know if he's if he's long for the Lakers this season. But if he's not long for the Lakers, the number one spot where he's going to wind up, rumor-wise, is my Indiana Pacers. Okay. So love him, love him everywhere he goes. Now I said, I think Russ needs a friend. So I drafted his best friend on the Lakers, Pat Bev. (laughs) This is where you lose me. Like I could buy in Kyrie. Okay. Russ, he gets traded. He moves somewhere else, change of scenery. He, you know, goes off for some Pat Bev. This is where you lost me. Okay. So uh, just a reminder to the listeners so far, I've got Kyrie, Russell Westbrook, Pat Bev, the vibes are wild. And and then... Yeah, for, for I my, would like to see this as a real-life team, just to see the locker room drama. For my very last pick in the draft, I said, you know what? Don't be Tyler Hero. Please don't be Tyler Hero. Even worse, Grayson Allen. Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> I, boy. Megan, Probably the I biggest D-bag in the league. I searched for him on my little typey computer. I said, where is he? You know what? Let's get bad vibes all around. Uh, my my team name is Mathurin Mama after the I was going to be Mathurian candidate. Mathurin is a band word on ESPN. I, 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 I maybe because it's a player's name. I think I should rename the team Monsters Inc. I like it. I like that a lot. Um, yeah. The fact that you have to set the line of every day is really hard too Insane. because there's a lot of scratches, lots of inactives, lots of players just taking days off left and right. Playing NBA fantasy is a full-on commitment. It might even be more stressful than playing fantasy baseball. It's It seems insane. Uh, CJ and I already got into a fight because he's like, put Pat Bev in. And I'm like, I'm doing a live podcast with a mayoral candidate. Okay, I don't have time. And then, so my lineup got set. Russ was in. Russ scored twice as many points as him. Okay, so that is my chaotic team. I will be giving everyone updates, obviously, of what's going on. Megan, um, so I may be my own moron of the week. Give us your moron of the week before we get into all of our NFL news. So my moron of the week comes from the SEC, and it is actually the athletic department of the University of Tennessee. Um, As we know, last week on Megan Fun of Sports, I said that I am officially a Tennessee Volunteers fan. I named them my team last year, and I'm off to a great start. Um, Contrary to popular belief that I curse teams like the White Sox and Mm -hmm. Northwestern. The Mets. yeah, the Mets, the Padres, I mean, they've right the ship, but after I became a fan of them, they went on a losing skid. Um, that's not happening with Tennessee because they had a huge, epic win against Alabama. I won money on it. A lot of people did. I had them at plus nine. So that was great. And then just to see the aftermath, to see these Volunteers fans storm the field. Instant class. down. Yes, take down the field goal post. I'm so excited for them until... On Sunday, a tweet comes out from the Tennessee Volunteers football official account, and it says, y'all remember how we (laughs) tore down the goalposts, hauled them out of the stadium, and dumped them into the Tennessee River? Yeah, that was awesome. Anywho, turns out that in order to play next week's game, we need goalposts on our field. Could you all help us out? And there's a link to raise money for this. Now, I have a huge problem with Tennessee asking the public to help them raise money for anything, especially considering the fact that Tennessee paid $4.1 million to football assistant coaches in 2021 for buyouts alone. And then Tennessee led the nation in reporting severance pay buyouts at 13 point. 
$1.8 million yeah. in 2018. So Butch Jones got fired, and what did Tennessee do? They had to write him a big fat check for $13.8 million. But you know what we have to do? We have to crowdsource new goalposts. Tennessee, you're morons. As Megan, you said it, this is like the Kardashians asking for money. Yeah. First of all, can you imagine a man named Butch with $14 million? <laughs> The, the rest stops across America are going to be bought out. I said, just go to Peyton. Now, listen, I know he's our boss, and I'm not trying to get him to write a big fat check. I think Peyton has the goalpost money, and we saw him in the cigars. They were having a great time. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this was done with a little bit of like a wink, like you guys don't really actually have to give us the money. No college in America, and this is a blanket statement of all of them, no college in America should be asking anyone for money. We have seen how much tuition is, and you've got the, you got the money. Okay, so go in your little change pocket and you're going to have some goalposts. All right, my more... Tennessee, I'm very happy for you. I'm yes. still a fan of yours for this season, but please just don't ask <clears throat> people for money because I'm going to make you my moron of the week. My moron. And I was in such a good mood. I go, I'm not going to have a moron. And then I remembered this little video you sent me of a Padres fan calling in to Dodgers ticket sales, Dodgers customer service, and asking for tickets and the woman saying, the, you know, the Dodgers lost. And he's like, who'd they lose to? And he's decked out in Padres gear. And, and this isn't just because I'm upset that the Dodgers lost. This trend of people being bothered at work, I am against. This is a woman who clocked in at her job the day after the team she works for lost. And you want to bother her? Jake, I want to bother you. I am furious. I see this on TikTok all the time. People are doing this at McDonald's drive-thrus, Taco Bell drive-thru. Do you think the person at a Taco Bell drive-thru wants to put up with your antics for a TikTok video? Well, I'm here to tell you they do not. I, I want one of these people to get dragged out of their car and slapped upside the head. Now, here at Megan Fun of Sports, we do support violence, um, but like low-level violence when it is yes. just, when it is needed. When it's warranted. When it's yeah. warranted. And, and I think... I I want, I want to see someone get smacked with a visor. So, Jake, I'm against you. Leave. A Josh McDaniels-sized visor? Oh, smacked upside the head. And we just got to leave people at work to do their work. We all know how annoying it is to be at work. And then to have people trying to make a viral video off of you? Death. Death penalty. So no. I I actually thought that this kid was hilarious. Nope. Um, because, listen, the Padres haven't won anything, okay? Give him his moment. They've never he can won have a, a moment. He can have a moment, but not while someone is on the clock. Have a moment now, elsewhere. this is something... Go down to Hollywood Boulevard and do. mess with all those cuckoos. Listen, if that rain delay didn't happen and Joe Madden blew it for the Cubs, you better believe I would have been calling Wrigley Field and been like, excuse me, do you have merch for the World Series championship? And then he'd be like, nope been over a hundred years lady and I'd be like that's right on the south side we had 2005 what up wow I'm shocked I would have done it I would have done it that wasn't a scene on shameless okay Eddie who <laughs> is your morning of the week my morning of the week is an easy one for me it's uh Josh Naylor of the Cleveland Guardians uh doing the whole uh I'm your daddy thing while rounding the bases to uh Garrett Cole because you hit a home run of Garrett Cole while well, newsflash Garrett Cole led the American League and home runs given up, so not that big of a stretch, um, despite his actually very good season. And guess what? The Yankees end up winning the series. You go hitless in the elimination game. And, um, and I do give him that. You know, and, and then Glaber Torres, the final out, did it standing on second base, did that right in his face. Um, I, I do give Naylor a little bit of credit for saying, like, it was a dream come true for him to get booed. Uh, Yankees, Yankees, DM, but a very unlikable person. I know people don't like the Yankees, but screw them. Uh, Yankees won game this today in the uh, ALCS, so I'm very, very happy. But Josh Naylor, you are for sure a moron. I, yeah, to say you're someone's daddy, when I first saw it, I go, oh, maybe he just had a baby. I truly thought it was baby specific. And then I was like, oh, no, it's, that's not what it is. It was pretty awesome <clears throat> to see all of Yankee Stadium, though. Yeah. Um, getting after it. I mean, either way, I think this is a winner because yes. I have no, um, I was, 
We'll get to later why I was rooting for the Guardians, and it's not a good reason, but we'll get to that later when we talk about baseball. But either way, I like this move because I like when there's drama in these playoffs, yeah. right? So, like, if Cleveland goes on a run there, then everybody in Cleveland is doing it, and then the Yankees end up winning, so everyone in Yankee Stadium's doing this. I like this move specifically for the drama. Obviously, it backfires, but it made the... It made it more entertaining. It did. And baseball needs that. Um, okay, so my mention... Football might need that after this weekend, Yeah, honestly. well, my, um, my mention this week, I have multiples. Now, number one, my dad's band, Knucklehead, played before the Colts game at Lucas Oil Stadium, as they have for now, I believe, five or six years. Colts win. What instrument is, does your dad play? Lead singer and guitar. Okay. And the lead bassist got COVID like two days before. So they had a fill in. It's so funny too, because they all wear like Colts gear. And so someone goes, is that Dallas Clark on the drums? Because they're in a Dallas Clark jersey. It's, and, and my, my parents go, we didn't watch one second of the game because my dad gets too stressed. So they just walked around and ate. Um, and they were like, we saw this person. And it's like a, so I need Knucklehead to play it every single game. And three, two, and one. I love those Colts. Please stop booing them at home. Okay. They're, they're over 500 now. And then my real mensch this week, I watched this Lakers Warriors game and the Warriors were getting their rings. Very exciting. Steph Curry, MVP given the microphone and with his time and speech, he decided to, it's going to make me cry, wish Brittany Griner a happy birthday. Um, bring up that she is still, uh, wrongfully detained as a political prisoner in Russia. And I, I, I know we bring it up on this podcast as much as we can bring Brittany home, but to do it on such a massive stage like that, I think was great. Yes. Steph Curry, Fantastic. I was at a Women's Sports Foundation gala annual salute, and Billie Jean King gave a speech, and she also used her time to give a shout-out to Brittany Griner. So the good we ones. need to bring Brittany home. Everybody keep fighting the fight. I don't really understand what's taking so long. I still don't know why she's there. I mean, I know why she's there, but I still don't understand why we can't get her back. I don't either. Um, I digress. Brittany, come home. We love you. Um, my mensch of the week is Robert Kraft. Um, it wow. was in the news this week. <laughs> what a shocker. <laughs> it was in the news this week that uh, my favorite owner of he the NFL team tied the knot to a doctor, Dana Bloomberg, who I, Blumberg, Bloomberg, I'm just going to say it fast. I think it's Blumberg, but it feels weird to say Blumberg. Anyways, you don't have to say it anymore. She's now Dana Kraft. Um, I think she'll probably keep her name because she is Dr. Yeah. Yeah. Blumberg. Yeah. Um, she is an eye doctor. She's lovely. I've met her a couple times. Very personable. And I'm just happy um, to see two people falling in love. That's so, great. RKK, congrats on the nuptials. Nuptials. Now, do you think his thank you. Do you think his wedding budget was more than yours and mine? <laughs> Combined? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Both. I mean, ten. John performed. So what? Um, <laughs> That might have been just outside of our budget a little uh, bit. Okay, well, I had downbeat LA perform. Thank you. Um, Eddie, who is your mensch this week? So my mensch is Mike Rabel. And this, to me, was uh, news that I didn't know this, that every week, so the NFL, the officials, they email, uh, I believe, the head coaches, maybe members of the front office. And uh, Mike Rabel did the reply all. And um, replying all Love because they, they review all the calls. And after we talked about this pod, every other pod and extra points, probably every pod that covers sports in America about how bad the officiating has been, how bad the rough in the pastor calls have been. And Rabel's response to everyone says, I appreciate the time and energy that goes into these videos, but I suggest that we devote every minute of our officiating department's time ensuring our officiating crews are as well-trained in the clarifications we work to create in the offseason, that each crew is as consistent as possible. Thank you. Strongly worded, but pretty, you know, pretty nice. You know, didn't, didn't rip into anyone. Um, I love that move by him. And the response from the NFL and the officiating crews, and I don't know if you guys have seen this, but they're like, they're citing that there has been more roughing the passer calls last year and the year prior to this year. And like, that's their justification of why it's okay to call that, which to me is absolutely absurd. Um, So thank you, Mike Rabel for fighting the good fight and hopefully more people get on his side because I think this year may be a lost cause of this call, uh, these calls, but next off season, 
the NFL really could adjust and and fix this because it's not a good product. And as uh, Megan, you just said too, like the NFL needs all the help we can get because the, the product lately has not been so great. But uh, good job, Mike. Ugh, it's been brutal. Well, I love the reply all move, and especially by Vrabel because he's the guy who really has no shame in anything that he does. So I love that, and I also love that he didn't really like rip anybody. He just said it the way it was. So <clears throat> good job, Vrabel. Thank you so much for doing that. And it's good to see a coach have balls for once, right? You know? I'm also, the petty part in me is hoping that the NFL and the officiating crew gets mad at him because the Colts played the Titans this weekend, and I would like for them to flag them heavily. Um, The Titans, not the Colts. The Colts never committed a penalty. Good boys. Um, I wanted to close out, we, we know hockey is back, and Eddie is our resident hockey fan. I went to an LA Kings game last week. I wound up on the Jumbotron, and it was one of those things they were, they were filming the kids next to us and then my friends and I we were dancing so aggressively and so enthusiastically oh did the nursing bra come out did it come out um, is that where you it want? didn't but it probably should have that they panned away from the children to us which it's like yes take the spotlight from children we are grown women we need this and so we had we had a wonderful time hockey is I I, I always forget and then I re-remember it's so fun in person staples slash crypto was electric truly and this was like the second game of the season they honored a woman they do hero of the game they honored a hundred year old world war ii veteran ethel and standing ovation she was in a snoopy sweater waving it was truly so moving i was crying then i've like cried thinking about it since but go to live hockey oh it's good and then there was a go fight to live hockey go to live comedy <clears throat> go to live comedy to veterans i went to a world war ii museum this week my husband got mad at me during one of the exhibits i was placing a bet on college football and he well, told me hitler was also a gambler so but you know what the vets they would want that they said we defend your right to gamble um and speaking of that we have some winners for extra points the prop quiz was ramon roulard with seven right congrats on that pick em winner bennett battle what a great name megan said it sounds like a wrestling wow. name bennett, yeah, bennett battle WWE. with 11 right which is more than all three of us got so maybe you should be sitting in this chair um <sighs> i've been just shy of 500 i know you're not you're not doing I gotta great be honest no you're not doing my great my goal is to just go 500 so i actually ran into some extra points um friends this weekend and i had to confess to them which i've never confessed to you two that last year the entire year i did not know that we were picking against the spread i thought it was win win loss and i didn't finish in last place hmm, okay um so let's take a break and do you feel better that that's off your chest <laughs> um yeah i do i do let's take a quick break and then we'll be back with Lots of NFL news. Your first bet with Caesar Sportsbook and Casino, it's on Caesars, up to $1,250. Download the app with promo code CZRFULL and place your first bet. If you win, congrats. If you don't, you'll get it all back as a free bet. The first bet also gives you 1,000 tier credits and 1,000 rewards credits, putting you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Free stays, game tickets, experiences, and more. And because Caesar plays by the rule, here comes a lengthy, responsible gaming disclaimer. Must be 21 plus. Must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, Utah, and other states where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Virginia, West Virginia, in Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-426-2537. Or in Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. 
In Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Tennessee, call or text Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Okay, we are back. Now, the owner's meeting is taking place right now. This is an event Megan and I want well, to Well, we should clarify. There to. are multiple owner's meetings. Okay. So there's like the big one, which is at usually like the breakers and they have more media Stop there. Not stale. Some media <coughs> members there trickling around, but the big one is in the springtime. This is kind of like when the owners get together just to, to touch base. I feel like this is a touching base meeting, but yes. you are right. It is going on right now. I believe it's in New York. It right? is in New York. So it's at NFL headquarters and the touching base so far, I do believe has been over roughing the passer. I'd also like to throw in the taunting calls. Stupid. No one gets hurt on taunting. It's fun. We like it. But mm-hmm. the big topic has been Dan Snyder, owner of the Washington Commanders. Years we have been talking about how he should not be an owner anymore. And we have seen the NBA have movement on that. Sarver was able to, um, there was an investigation and then he resigned, but th- there was pressure to it. So the story that came out last week, I believe from ESPN, was that Dan Snyder had basically sent private investigators to dig up dirt on all of the owners. So if they force him, he'll go, look what I have on you. Pretty smart. Mm-hmm. Pretty exciting. Very smart. I was going to say, <laughs> I think Snyder is a total dirtbag, but reading this story without like taking it seriously and really thinking about the implications and all of the terrible things he's done, I did chuckle a little bit. Like, yeah. he's like, oh, they think they got stuff on me. I got well, stuff on them. Wait. Oh, it's and just he's a housewife. Of him, he's a housewife. Yes, and I do think like we already have obviously Real Housewives. We all watch it unfold on our televisions, you know, multiple times a week. For some people, Bravo Con was just going on. I am not a housewives consumer, but I do find the drama hilarious. Mm-hmm. I think if there was a male version of house husbands yes. with like billionaires, it would just be the NFL owners. Yes. And because they're all rich, but they all want to be richer or more famous. And so fame factors in, it's very similar to the housewives. Now the, the news that came out yesterday was Colts owner, Jim Irsay, who I am a longtime lover of, not actual lover. Like I love him. <laughs> we are not lovers. <laughs> We are not lovers. Can you imagine? That's some of the dirt that Dan Snyder has yeah. on Jim Ursay is that one time he was Megan Gailey's lover. Yeah, I wish. He came out and said, dig up all the dirt you want on me. You're, you need to be gone. And I've heard people go, wow, for Ursay to say that because he's got some of the most dirt. And I defend him and I push back and go, I think he owns his struggles and he is very open about the journey of sobriety and mental health in a way that I don't see men, especially rich white men, ever do. Kicking the Stigma is a mental health initiative that the Colts spearhead and he's had the players buy in, the community. And and so I think it's actually more more substantial than an owner like him who has had a DUI, has been suspended from the league, has said, my dirt's out there. Come and get me, Dan. I love it. 
Um, I do like the letter that you sent me yesterday oh my from God. Dan Snyder and his wife, and it basically just said, nope, I never. I definitely did not hire investigators. I, I don't know what this report is, and if you have any questions, you could phone my wife and I. Tanya. To, um, yeah, you can, you can phone Tanya and I will answer any questions. So Megan and I actually did consider calling um, Tanya. Up our phones live on this show and giving Tanya a call. We are still waiting from our research assistant to track down our number. Maybe we'll just do that next week. But I do want to point out, in order to get rid of Dan Snyder, there needs to be a vote. It yes. needs to be the majority Three of quarters. the owners. And something like this has never happened before. Mm-hmm. And even in the Sarver situation, which obviously I agree, I don't think Sarver should have been an owner, it was pressure that led him yeah. to sell the team. It basically was like, you know, LeBron came out and said, this is unacceptable. Yes. His, All own, the his own players, yeah. And then the big thing was, allegedly, there were rumors circulating that Michael Jordan was about to come out and make a statement as well. And once Jordan says yeah. something that you can't come back Yeah, from. so he's like, all so right, all Ursay, right. Ursay making the statement is a step. I think, unfortunately, listen, I love your Colts. We've talked before about how they are a, a team that doesn't get a lot of buzz all the time. I think you need a heavier hitter yeah. owner yeah. to say something. So we, But but listen, it's a start. It, it is. is a start. He's a trailblazer. And, and Al Michaels mentioned it on Thursday Night Football, said there's merit to remove him. So you feel the movement happening. And, and let's be clear for people that are like, oh, no, poor Dan Snyder. At the end of this, the worst case scenario for him is that he'll have $20 billion. It's not like they go, gas the team. They sell the team and then they're richer. So he's going to be all good. Um, and listen, for all you commie fans out there, you probably hate him anyways. Yes. But maybe you get a new stadium out of it or something. Yes. That stadium is you, a dump. You get better. Um, Carson Wentz, down four to six weeks with, I don't know. I don't know. Um, a finger. Okay, broken thank finger. you. I was like, he's hurt? Not that he would lie, but like, okay. Megan, he might, he might, he might lie. Um, Megan, what are what are some stories? I, I have to imagine that Tom Brady yelling at his offensive line is something. The 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 old standards in terms of Rodgers, Brady, these guys that we think of as perennial MVP. Russell candidates. Wilson, we can throw his name in there. Let's yes. throw Russell Wilson's Let's name throw in there. Him He's in. getting old. They are struggling. The Packers oh, God, yeah. lose at home in Lambeau to the Jets. What? And the and the Bucks lose to the Steelers who had to put in Trubisky. I mean, these are not good teams. These are some of the worst teams in the league beating them at home. Give us some insight into think what's happening with with Brady or with Rodgers or with Russell Wilson honestly. Well, with Brady, there's a lot of people wondering if him attending Robert Kraft's wedding, which he Uh did attend, Uh and he did attend Stag. Very interesting. Maybe this is Brady's way of getting back out there. I mean, Brady, when you're someone like Tom Brady, you can't just date anyone. You just can't go on those apps. You need to be set up with someone who's of like status, a place for people to meet. Maybe it's RKK's wedding. I don't know, but he was there alone. Obviously has to be respectful to the owner that gave him his opportunity, let him buy even though he just left us without caring, you know, suddenly Tom Brady's heart is growing back. Anyways, I digress. He missed the walkthrough with his team mm-hmm. because he was attending RKK's wedding. And I just got to ask, why did you have to miss the walkthrough? Again, when you're Tom Brady, your life is very different. You fly private. He could have flown wherever he needed he to be. He doesn't need to, like, get after. ready. It's like, yeah. what, at most he puts some gel in his hair? Yeah, I mean, he's got enough Botox. He's all, his face is He's good to go. Moving, he's ready right? to roll. Yeah, put a little gel <laughs> in the hair. You land. You make an appearance. You go to the wedding. You got the plane waiting for you. You're there at the walkthrough. That's what old Brady would have done. But now new Tampa Brady, who's getting divorced from his wife, Brady, he's taking Wednesdays off. He's missing walkthroughs. Very disrespectful to his team. Very disrespectful to the Steelers. And obviously, they picked up on it because they beat his butt. And then what is Tom Brady doing on the sideline? Screams at his teammates. Everybody else yeah. except himself. Yeah. I didn't see any tablets broken, but I'm sure there were. Screaming I'm sure at there them. were. 
I'm, I'm sure Brady had to like call the networks and be like, hey, listen, can you just stop with the tablet footage? Because I'm going to lose some significant amount of sponsorship dollars if you continue to he do may, this. He but, may be um, on like a, like a toddler. He, they may not be giving him ta- tablets. They may be like, you're, you're grounded from the tablet for grown- a week. Yeah. I just want to say, I think he looks <clears throat> really stupid right now for playing this season. I know. I, like, I am and I know sh- he's your fantasy quarterback. Oh, yeah, and the thing is, I'm winning even with him. Like, he's underperforming. (laughs) Don't you worry. Megan is unwell. That's the name of my team. Megan is unwell is in third place. (laughs) Um, So I'm actually a good GM. Rodgers, now, Packers are 3-3. and It's their worst start since 2012. And I was telling my niece this. I'm starting to wonder if ayahuasca plays a role on your athletic performance. I, I think... A combination of all the wild things he's done have played a role. Now, what the footage I did like coming out was when the Jets player put the cheese head on. Because, and and I could see people thinking that's disrespectful. It is a, a hat made of cheese. So the disrespectful is, it's a little less. And the best part is that this is Sauce Gardner, who I just love the name. Yes. And he's a... He's a rookie, and, um, right, yeah, he's a rookie. He sauce Gardner? It's like, yeah. is that yeah. a restaurant? That Cheese sauce. Thank you, Eddie. So he said, let me make a little cheese sauce, and he, let me make a roux. I loved it. And then they came and, like, knocked it off his head. It's like, that. first of all, if, if I saw a loose Packers cheese head, I could be at a funeral. I'm putting it on my head. They're fun. Oh. We love cheese. I'm sure Sauce loves cheese. His name is Sauce. Let him let him wear it, but I also respect the Packers player coming and knocking it off his head. I fully understand well, I, it. You're contradicting yourself a little bit on this podcast because before you were upset about the Padres fan calling into the Dodgers place work. at their place of work, work and bothering them. Listen, Sauce is taunting players at their place of work. With the game was over. Hat. So you're okay with that? The game was over. I think when you're in Lambo, all bets are off. Lambo is like I'm. I'm okay with the taunting. At all, I, I like it. I think if you win, you should be able to shove it in people's faces. I you think know why if you're, you won. I think if you're down fifty, you should be able to kick someone in the head. I, win or lose, let's have taunting. It is fun. When they oh dance, my God, I'm like, I'm all about they, winning and throwing it in people's faces. Someday I'm gonna have kids. They're gonna play sports. I'm gonna get so many calls. Like, I'm the kids are sore winners. Oh, I'm, I'm a sore I loser. Teach them that. I'm a sore loser. You're a sore winner. <laughs> We're a dynamic duo. Um, okay, <clears throat> now Eddie is. The happiest person on this podcast, which does not Ugh. feel correct. His name is not in the title. But we, uh, we, and by we, I mean me, I, I have long dogged the NFC East and been like, this stinker of a division. The NFC East faced off on Sunday Night Football. Great primetime game. The, the Eagles had it over the Cowboys, and then the Cowboys made it interesting, and it really ended up being a great game to watch. They win 26-17. I believe I said take the over, and I believe I was correct on that. Um, the Eagles Yeah, are- I lost my bet because I picked, your, I picked the Jags over your Colts. No, and, and I told Colts you not to do that. Storming back. I told you not to do that. I guaranteed a win, and I was correct on that too. The Eagles are now 6-0. and Eddie's Giants are 5-1. and Is the NFC East... The best division in football now? Uh, Cowboys at four and two. They're going to be getting Dak back. And the commanders, the commanders exist. This shows how stupid we all are because we were all saying the AFC West is going to be unstoppable. Oh my God. We got the Chargers. We got the Chiefs. We got Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. Like the Raiders. Nobody is going to be. Yes, the Raiders. They're going to be so good. Derek Carr and the underrated, you know, whatever. That division stinks. Yeah. That division is terrible. Outside of the Chiefs, I mean, listen, we'll give Herbert a little bit of a pass. I know, he, you know, he's been dealing with a lot. He's got a banged up line. The, the kicker's hurt. That Monday night game. God, I just wanted to pull my eyeballs. They, and this, is my- how, this is how bad the Monday night game was. At the end of it, they interviewed the kicker. And let me do a reenactment of what he did. I took a video of it. Megan, ask me, ask me a question. Um, what did it feel like when you saw your kick go through the uprights? First of all, before I get to that, I got to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Excuse me. You are an injured kicker. You think, you think with all the stuff going on in the world, (laughs) Jesus Christ said, I got to check in on this Chargers player. 
<laughs> I, it was it was pretty funny seeing him on the sideline, like all wrapped up and everything. But I do give him a little bit of love because kickers don't get their moment no, very it, often. It was so just when funny. he got his moment, he was like, "Got to give a shout out to my number one, God. Thank you so much for putting me in this place." So, hey, whatever, it's your thing. Kickers don't get the limelight very often, uh, and, so, and he was hurt. And think, we could see him in pain. So yes, good for him. Like if you got. <laughs> Your one moment. Who are you giving a shout out to? Like, are you, hi, mom. Hi, dad. Conrad. One moment. My baby. Your baby. Yes. Yeah, my baby. I say, I love you, baby, and I love your dad, too. Um, I don't know who my shout out would be. I would just be like, I would just like to thank myself. <clears throat> Eddie, Eddie, how are you feeling at five and one? Tell us what it's like. It, number one, it's shock. I mean, I thought they mm-hmm. would be improved just because of the uh, the new regime, the new head coach. Um, I think they need stability because of the the, the constant changes. Uh, but beating the Packers, who I guess are not you know a great team, beating the Ravens, like even in the mm-hmm. Eli, like Eli's heyday, I feel like that's a game they would just lose because they would just have t- trouble stopping the tight end, Mark Andrews, who's phenomenal this year and they'd have trouble stopping uh, Lamar Jackson who you know is a perennial MVP candidate they made Lamar look pedestrian like Lamar looked like almost similar to how Justin Fields look like it's look at the one the first read option if it's not open I'm going to take off and run with it that's what kind of Lamar was doing so uh, I am shocked their rookies are making impactful plays um one of the Robinsons back a rookie Daniel Bellinger tight end rookie Kayvon Thibodeau had the strip sack to ice the game for the Giants I mean it's just co- all coming together oh, and then and the I think cheerful it video with, oh. yeah yeah and I did, it's all because of <laughs> Joe Shane and, and Brian Dayball and uh and Daniel Jones uh you know tip my hat to him for happy playing super safe football, not turning the ball over. And he's one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the league. So you can't ask for anything more. I'm enjoying the ride. I'm very excited to see them up in Seattle in a few weeks when I'm going. Oh, wow. Uh, Have ticket prices jumped up a little bit or have they come down? Well, that's the funny thing is because the Seahawks are somehow winning games too. Like, you know, they're letting Geno cook. And uh, now, and so we, they are way more pricey than I thought, but my friends just decided like, as a bunch of us going, we're going to be tailgating. We'll just get the cheap $75 standing room only tickets and kind of just hang out in like a gathering in a group. So I'm fine with that. I'm going to be on my feet the whole game anyway. That's great. I hear the joy. I hear the joy in your voice. Um, This is a great spin zone for the NFC East. But Eddie just brought up Seattle, and I wanted to bring up um, a situation that emerged out of Seattle. Some former Seahawks players are talking about their former quarterback, Russell Wilson. Yeah. um, And how maybe he's not the greatest guy. We know he's a big Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, man as well. But apparently, if you... Or anybody else, I'm talking teammates, I'm talking friends, at this point probably parents, maybe even Ciara, if you would like to have a conversation with Russell Wilson, you need to go through his business manager. I heard this news and I was appalled. Your teammates should be able to approach you if you are the quarterback of the team. What kind of leader is leading a team saying you need to talk to my business manager? Did you see this, Megan? I did, and I wanted Russell Wilson on the Colts, so I'm obviously happy he's not. Um, I also, there is part of me that's like, this pile-on feels a little unfair. He's not playing well. The Broncos overpaid for him. I think we can all agree based on what we've seen so far. But in terms of, is he a bad, bad guy? No, I don't think he's a bad guy. I think he's a dork. Um, And I think he has weird subway commercials, but in terms of like, I would let him babysit my son, you know, like, I think he's like a fine person. I really do. I think he's a fine person. And to drag him, it's like, there's so many other more fun people to drag. Like I I almost want to just ignore him and forget about him because he's that boring to me that these type of stories, it's like that they actually make him sound cooler (laughs) than he is. (laughs) Well, it seems like his teammates really have a serious issue with No, I think he's lost. His former teammates. I think his current teammates, I think he's lost that locker room already. So I, I don't do. know if you can be that good of a guy and have this many people say that many bad things about you. Because I do always think there's a caveat. People will be like, well, you know, he has this thing with his manager, but I get it. He is... Whatever. Like, Maybe his You know, Tom business. Brady, right? People are like, well, he has all of his weird diets and yeah. he misses Wednesday practice and he is going to Robert Kraft's wedding, but that's our quarterback. Like, that's how Brady's teammates defend him. I don't defend him. I think he's a traitor. We know that already. Yeah, we but know. Russell we know. Wilson's teammates, they're not saying that. 
I do want to touch on what was the premier matchup of this past week, two great quarterbacks, and that is Chiefs versus Bills. It was the first time the Chiefs lost at home, I think since like 2017, something crazy. Now, I want to bring this up because I have family in Buffalo. My my family is from upstate New York, but now my sister-in-law, niece, and brother-in-law all live in Buffalo. And my sister-in-law was like, you cannot believe how important the bills are at like, at the school. Like they, like they talk about it all the time. They learn through the bills. And I'm like, first of all, I think it's because they're good, but they have this thing called blue Friday or bills Friday or something. And my niece didn't have a Jersey or a shirt. So CJ, my loving husband bought our niece a Stefan Diggs Jersey. It arrived yesterday. She looked at it and goes, Oh, it's not Josh Allen. This is a this is a six year old, and we and CJ goes no. Stefan Diggs is so cool, and she was like everyone else has Josh Allen, and it's like yeah, but you don't want to be like everyone else. You don't want to be like Stefan Diggs, the coolest wide receiver. And so now she's upset and said she's not going to wear the jersey. Sixty dollars. So we're like send it over here, send it back. I'm livid. Well, kids these days, you get a present, you say thank you, whether you like it or not. Well, I think her parents were like, say thank you. <laughs> I could not believe it. That's how big Josh she Allen is. She clearly doesn't play fantasy football yet. No. No, she we doesn't. We need to get this girl playing fantasy football, then she'll be all over Diggs. No, she doesn't. But I, I, after seeing, we when the Chiefs and Bills meet, it's, it's pure magic. And it looks like they will be on track to be meeting probably in the AFC championship game. That's what we all want. I mean, I'm, yeah, I have a team yeah. in the AFC. You do too. It's like, we still mm-hmm. want them because it ends up being the best. It does also like stink though, because they are the two best teams and then they go and play whatever stinker the NFC offers up and they've already beaten each other down so much. It's really what ended up happening last playoffs where it's like the Bengals were able to sneak in because the Chiefs and the Bills wore each other out that I hope I hope that Josh Allen and these Bills are able to get over the hump and I don't want them to see the way go the way of my beloved Peyton Colts who did eventually win but it was like it was just Patriots Colts Patriots Colts and it it ends up being like oh gosh you you want the underdogs it's crazy to even think the Bills are underdogs because they're so good. I really want them to win the Super Bowl, is what I'm trying to say. Well, and especially after what they went through. Oh, my I God. Mean, I can't even... Oh, That's worse than your Colts. Five yeah. Super Bowls and they don't come away with the win? I, I believe it was four. Four. Four Sorry, in a row. I just added one more. I don't four think... Four Super Bowls in a row. I think my dad is still not right from it. Like, I, I think no, his I think brain is still messed up. I think there's a lot of people who are really screwed up from that. If you go four times in a row, you should come away with at least one win. At least. Um, it's just sad. I feel bad for um, the Bills. I also wanted to point out um, really quick before we move on from the NFL that... Um, I don't like this Patriots team. I've made it very clear. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually picked against them every single week because I don't like them that much, um, despite being a Patriots fan. They're just not fun to me. Mm-hmm. And I think they've been getting a lot of fans excited for no reason. Like, a lot of, I've heard a lot of sports talk radio, like, oh, Bailey Zappi, he's not good. Like, he's oh. not that good. You oh. know, like, oh. he's, been, he's been holding his own okay. He's been doing his job the way you want it to. You can't ask for more for a player like that. But he is not the next Tom Brady. And I've heard a lot of, like, Drew Bledsoe, Tom Brady comparisons, and we just can't go there. We cannot go there. It's also disrespectful to Tom Brady, even though I'm all about disrespecting him. Um, I, this week, I'm I'm turning it around. I am turning it around. I um, I might even just put this, hat, this helmet on right now. I'm uh, turning it around. I'm behind him. As of this week, I... I'm behind him. Wow, Bailey Zappi head over there. <laughs> you look great. I am behind the Patriots this week, even though I think this team is boring and not fun. Okay, uh, so the, I'm the, supporting. I'm going to put you on the spot here. The Patriots are getting seven and a half, or the Bears are getting seven and a half against the Patriots. You putting your money on them? Yes, that is actually my bet of the week. Okay. Can you guys hear me? I don't know. If yes, we can. It's a little, it's a little well. echoey, but it's cute. Okay, all right. Um... Yeah, I actually am uh, putting my money on them. 
this morning I listened to Bill Belichick's press conference. Every Wednesday I listen to it. Big big day, you know, we install, that's install day. And um, he gave a seven-minute opening remark about how good the Chicago Bears team is. Seven straight minutes before taking any questions, just praising the Chicago Bears. Nothing has convinced me more that the Patriots are just going to destroy them. Absolutely destroy them on Monday night. That's my bet this week. The Bears, it's, it's dark. They're actually, like, I feel truly bad for their fans and I despise their fans. Um, so I am going to be taking the Chiefs at minus three over the 49ers. The 49ers are banged up and I think this Chiefs team will be out for revenge after losing a heartbreaker. So Chiefs at minus three and all my bets last week were correct. And on that note, we will take a break and we will be right back. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. And we are back. As we mentioned, baseball playoffs go on. <sighs> Yankees beat the Guardians in Game 5. They will now face the Astros. Now, Eddie, plug your ears. Yankees versus Astros. I truly cannot think of a more unlikable matchup. Um, I, I, and, and, and we've got Phillies versus Padres. I'm Personally, I'm all out on the playoffs. The Padres are likable. Come on. No, they're not for me. Don't you understand? I can't watch them, Megan. They beat the Dodgers. I'm furious. And my number one, well, my number three hunk after Otani and um, Mookie, of course, is Fernando Tatis. And he's not even playing. So you want me to... Yeah, he's a juicer. You you want me to hunk it up for Manny Machado? I can't do it. So... What about Clevenger? He's got long hair. I'm beautiful out. Long locks. I could see I'm you in I'm out that. on these playoffs. I'm out. I've got a lot going on. I've got a... What look, about Juan Soto? I've got Juan an entire Soto. basketball team to manage. I could see you getting yourself ready with him. Of, you the, know? T- of, the, teams, of, of the teams left of the final four, I will be rooting for the Yankees. I bet I'll check in on some World Series games, and I would like the Yankees to win. I would like the Padres to win it all. As I've said before, they haven't won it. I went to Petco this year, a beautiful stadium. Um, I work with a lot of Philly people. And sometimes, like, when you work with other sports fans, an abundance of them, you just start to not like them for no particular reason at all. Like, now, some of the Philly fans I work with are wonderful people, and I really do enjoy them. Others, I'm like, "Mm, They're terrifying. All Philadelphia sports fans truly terrify me. So, like, I, I, I give them praise that they're that intimidating. I also like. I don't. I'm about to go to a Raiders game in a few weeks in opposing fan gear. I'll be wearing my Colts. Are you bringing your child? No, absolutely not. Okay, I was gonna say I might call DCS. (laughs) No, it'll be CJ and me, and we'll be. And if CJ doesn't want to wear Colts gear, I totally get that because it's like. If someone fights me, that's insane. I'll go live, okay? I will go live on Instagram. But, and I'll be minding my P's and Q's. I will not, I'm going to get in someone's face over Alec Pierce? I don't think so. But I, 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 w- I, don't, I would not go to a, any Philadelphia, any Philadelphia sporting event in an opposing fan. I just wouldn't. It would be too... 
frightening. This is an easy option for which team to pick. Obviously, Eddie's from New York. He's decked out in Yankees gear. He loves the Yankees. And we love Eddie. I understand that. I understand that. But the the Yankees are not likable. The Astros are not likable. It's great for ratings. So, you know, good for the TV companies. I really needed it. Um, And then, I mean... Obviously, Phillies are not likable, but the Padres, come on. Who can't get behind San Diego? Me. I hate San Diego because I've done stand-up there, and it's some of the dumbest people I've ever encountered in my life. Put that in your pipe. I'd move there in a second. Well, and you would bring up the IQ by 75 points. Um, Okay. So that is our baseball segment. <laughs> a lot of emotions. I, I also on. just have to say, I um, last <coughs> week I was traveling all over, and it was um, in a lot of states where Florida you can't live bet. You can do it illegally, but you can't. It's just not as easy on the app. But last week when I was in Connecticut, I was live betting on these baseball playoffs. And the thrill of a live bet during baseball season mm. is just the playoffs, nothing better. Um, I was watching, it was last Tuesday, yes, so I was watching um, the Astros play, and um, they were down in the eighth inning, and I put money on the money line, and then they walked off and won, and it was just the best feeling, probably like a top ten feeling of my life. Oh my gosh, oh can I, because I won that money. This reminds me, they did this funny joke at the Kings game, I love how I'm just like a full-on Kings fan now, please, LA Kings, sponsor me, I love you, so they did like celebrity lookalikes, where they put someone on the Jumbotron, then next to, and they put, are you Beyonce? No, they put, they put a picture of Jose Altuve up, and then his celebrity lookalike, they cut to a trash can. <laughs> and even they were playing the um, Kraken, even the Seattle fans cheered. Like we were all like, yeah, it was really a That's moment good. to come together That's to good. just boo this tiny man. Okay. That's good. Okay. We have to move on to NCAA football and I have to get something off my chest. Yeah. Um, earlier in the show, Megan, you revealed to us that last year you had no idea we were betting against the spread <laughs> and you thought we were picking straight up. So I'm glad that we had that honesty moment. I have to yeah. get something off my chest. For both you and Eddie and for all of the listeners, I was in New Orleans this weekend, um, live betting a lot of sports. I may have had um, a couple too many drinks, yeah, just a few too many, as one does in New Orleans. And I put together a beautiful Moneyline parlay. It had Notre Dame defeating Stanford. It had Utah winning. And it had your Purdue Boilermakers winning as well. So it was kind of a parlay that I put together in honor of this podcast. I I had Eddie's Notre Dame. And that one wasn't worried at all. They're playing a bad Stanford team. Your Purdue team we talked about last week. They've been covering. They've been doing really well. And I felt really good about Utah against USC. So now I'm not really sweating this one because I see Purdue's up a while. I see Notre Dame's down, but I know that they're going to come back. And then I see Utah, you know, they're coming back too. So this is all looking good. And I suddenly get a notification on my phone that Notre Dame lost. And I blamed, I took my phone out yeah. and I texted you, mm-hmm. Sal and Eddie mm-hmm. drunk mm-hmm. And I blamed Eddie for mm-hmm. this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I really went into Eddie. Mm-hmm. I was like, your team is so stupid. I think you said you're, you're glad the they lost. I'm so, <laughs> I told Eddie, I hope the Yankees lose. <laughs> your teams have been doing too well lately. <laughs> oh, poor Eddie. Woe is me. Really digging into Eddie on this. Mm-hmm. And Eddie, like the nice gentleman he is, replies, are you okay? <laughs> And like, so I, I knew immediately you were wasted and, and it was like, you know, and sometimes my phone is like in a different room. I get back, I I see, I go, Oh, Megan's on one. And so then it's like, (laughs) then I, then I start responding to you like you're a baby, you know, like, yeah. But I was like, Oh, if you told me that you were happy, the Colts lost, I would, Ooh, those are fighting words. Those were fighting words. But Eddie, Eddie's flying so high. We can't. Our arrows, our daggers, they don't even reach him. Like, he's up above the clouds, and we are the peons down here struggling. I'm rooting for a 3-2-1 team. I'm very lucky that my phone died. Thank God. That's a um, blessing. I was having... I was having a great time in New Orleans. We went to a 50s and 60s um, swing dance music dance party. Oh, I was having the time of my life. And then 
I realized it was it was really time for me to go to bed. So I said to my husband, we need to leave. And I went to open a door. And he said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm opening the door so we could leave. He said, Megan, that's a broom closet. Oh, so dear. Like, oh, boy. It's, really time, it's to go. really time for me to go home. And since I was texting you guys, I guess I decided that I should, like, send you guys a video. So I started taking a video of mm. myself. And mm. then right when I did that, my phone died. Good. And I... <laughs> I charged it in the morning and I saw said video and I was like, oh my God, thank God I didn't send that to Megan, Eddie, and Sal. But um, I deleted it, didn't even want to watch it, but it was on my phone. So. Wow, wow. Um, I, I guess that we, we touched on the Tennessee-Alabama game. Did you guys see that a man shot his neighbor over that? You guys, we got to calm down. It's really, like, that is SEC football. This would not happen in the Big Ten. I don't think I'm knocking on wood. So Michigan defeated Penn State. And and this is really for, like, the the best of the rest. Big Ten football, it feels not good this year. It's um, not good. Wisconsin is struggling. Illinois is ranked, I, I believe, for the first time in 10 or 15 years. So kudos to the Illini. Shout out Brett Bielema. Ohio State... It, reps us so hard that I honestly end up liking Ohio State just because they keep the Big Ten in the conversation. Does this Michigan-Penn State win, like, for Michigan? Does it even matter? Like, we're we're Big Teners, Megan. How do you feel? Just sad? <sighs> um, I've moved on from the Big Ten. Wow. I'm happy for your Purdue Boilermakers. I, am too. I think Ohio <laughs> State is, is the only – they haven't played anybody either. They obviously yeah. look good. Um, this Eddie, I saw him tweet out, this could be the year. He said, it's a hot take, but this could be the year that Michigan beats Ohio State. So that would give the conference a little bit more legitimacy. I would really like to see that. Um, I do think there's a lot of football left to be played. As we saw, you know, Tennessee, they've been on a roll winning at LSU and then beating Alabama the way that they did. They do play Georgia laser yes, later in the season. Yes, that's going to so be I big. love, love, love to see Tennessee knock off Georgia. Wow. And then suddenly we have a more dramatic college football playoff selection, which is good for college football. Listen, the Big Ten, they just signed that big media deal every every. Every year or so, you know, you got to take a little step back, right? Yeah. Like the ACC, they've been taking a step back for a little while. So um, the Big Ten, I still think, is maybe a little bit better than the ACC. It's a coin toss there. Mm-hmm. So I am proud of my Boilermakers. I believe this is three in a row. So congrats. Three but in it, a row. It, but it is, it's like if you're not Ohio State and you're in the Big Ten, what are you really kind of fighting for? And listen, all of you college football fans out there, don't go shooting your neighbor no, over a don't loss. Shoot your don't neighbor. go drunk texting your coworkers over a lost bet. It's, you know, it's it's not really worth it, and you don't accomplish anything. Um, yeah. Even though I did lose a hundred dollars because I'm I'm of worried Eddie's Notre Dame fighting. Irish. I'm worried if you had had a shotgun, you would have shot Eddie on Saturday. <laughs> Can so. I add too? The Yankees did lose. <laughs> I wasn't even watching Notre Dame at all. Uh, the Yankees lost, so it was a bad Saturday for me. And then even yeah. worse because um, what's like yeah. uh, om- omakase, like the type of restaurant we have to sit with other, like other people, and the chef just brings you food. Jada got invited from hibachi. A work thing. Hibachi. Well, no, they, they weren't grilling at the table. It was like oh, okay, they, I'm rude. They, they place out cor- uh, courses, um, oh, and okay. uh, it, it's like some super fancy invite only thing. That she did a story, whatever. But I had to go to this. I'm like, I don't want to be here. And I'm watching the. I Yankees. hope I drunk tested you during. That. No, you were, you were because no. I couldn't watch so her name. And then I'm like watching the Yankees on my lap. And then even like the wait staffs, like, are you watching some? Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm watching. I work in sports. I have to watch the Yankees. Jada was like not thrilled. And like they they blew the game in the ninth inning. And I'm sitting there at the table with like my head in my arms. And she's like, you, it's like this cost three hundred dollars a person. You have to act like you want to be here. And it was. And then I have Megan screaming at me via text. So that was a that was a really good Saturday. Eddie. Well, it was. Um, it was just hard. In my defense, no. Eddie's um, Eddie, Eddie's response to me did add a little bit of fuel to the fire no. because I said, your stupid team is stupid. And he just replied, sorry, focused on the Yankees today. Listen, which, Eddie, you can't just take true. days off of supporting I, your team. Not okay? about supporting, but I, I, so that was what I was. But I, you know, I could only watch one. I could only watch one. And it's playoffs, no matter what team, playoffs are always, you know, they're they're greater than regular season, especially when Notre Dame season has been lost since the, the loss to Marshall. So 
is what I just, and I just I saw Muffet McGraw in person on Wednesday and I told her I was a big fan of hers. Um, I was like, oh my God, you're Muffet McGraw. Love your work. I just and love that. We, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. And we chit chatted for a little bit and I asked her, you know, you, where are you living? You still living in South Bend? She sure is. And she was like, big win for Marcus and the boys last weekend. I think that is the momentum that they needed, you know? And I was like, yeah, you know, big win over ranked BYU. I think so, too. And then after she told me it was the momentum they needed, I was like, that is my lock. Nope. They're going to win. I love, love it. You led me wrong. I love that Eddie was at like a Michelin starred restaurant. And I'm like, a Benihana. That's, it's very <laughs> Indiana of me. Oh, you were at a nice restaurant? Benihana. Um, okay. So that <laughs> has been, uh, that has been all the news. We hit a, we hit a lot of things. Megan and I both made confessions. These are my confessions. Should we go see Usher in Vegas? I think we should. Um, oh, he's so hot. Let's do it. And he, let's bring John Morant's dad. Why not? It's like yes, basically my oh uncle. <laughs> John Maria's dad. I forgot. I'm so excited to see him. Uh, Megan, happy to see you. Be nice to Eddie. Be nice to Eddie. I know. I'm going to try to lay off the booze this week, you, you guys. I you just need to make s- it clear so all the people don't think I'm a drunk. I mean, I've been running marathons. My tolerance is very low. Send Eddie some smoked meats. Um, I have been Megan Gailey. She has been drunk Megan Connolly. He has been Eddie Spaghetti. And you have been our favorite fans. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week. Go Colts. Go Pats!